Hello, it is 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda. We just wanted to let you know that we are going to be doing a live podcast event on April 25th yes. at New Hope Community Church. And we are inviting all of you to join us. We're super excited. We, they have some great speakers lined up. But and we, they asked us. And they asked us. They, they're delusional. But anyway, um, you can register on braveconf2020.com. And if you have questions, you can always inbox us as well. You can also follow their Instagram, which is braveconf 2020 C-O-N-F. And we look forward to chatting with you. We're going to be talking yeah. about some great stuff, right? Yeah. So we're going to be interviewing someone live that day on stage. And then also um, Rhonda and I are going to be doing a subject. Yeah. The This year's um, Brave Conference is on being fearless. Yes. And how um, you got to walk through that fear. It's not yep. about not having fear, but how do you become fearless in yeah. the face of fear and so the speakers are going to be amazing talking about this subject, our very own Kathy McPhail. Um, our pastor's wife will be doing a talk on this subject also. And, and we have Karen Hagen, who yes. just so happens to have been my youth pastor. Crazy. Yeah, she was my youth circle. pastors like back in the day and love her. You guys cannot miss her. She is such a dynamic speaker and she speaks all over the nation. So we're yeah. really blessed to have her. And this is open to everyone, the whole yeah. community. So this is in Gilroy, California. And um, New Hope Community Church. You can also go on their website and go right to the Brave Conference um, icon and it'll show you how to register. We also have a place where you can order a lunch box that day. We're providing lunch, so it's an all-day event. And we are super yeah. excited. We don't want you to miss out on this great event. So yeah. we really hope that you will join us. And we will be talking more about it as we get closer to the date. But I have a feeling they're going to sell out pretty quickly. I so, hope so let's get on there and register, ladies, and learn to be fearless. And until we talk to you again, sparkle on. Bye. Bye. Hello, my peeps. Hello, friends. So today we're going to get into a topic that can be serious and somewhat scary and sensitive. So we're taking on the topic of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And if you are sensitive to this and can't handle listening, we completely yeah, understand. Completely. Mm -hmm. But we want to explain why, we'll do, why we're doing this episode so recently we were witnesses to a woman who was beaten by her husband over the loss of the Super Bowl game. And as Rhonda and I talked about it, I could see how upset this made Rhonda. And yeah. I know this pain all too well. I grew up in a household that had more domestic violence than I ever care to see again in my lifetime. And it was almost normal in my mom's house. Every person she was involved with ended up beating her and also strangers that she would meet in bars. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think it affected me so deeply because I, I've known this woman for a really long time. And so just seeing her in that vulnerable state, knowing yeah. what a powerful person she is, you know, yeah. um, just made me sad. I mean, it just grieved my heart so bad. I just couldn't get it out of my head for, you know, I mean, it still, yeah. still breaks my heart. So yeah. I want to read some stats on um, domestic violence. So according to the National Domestic Violence Hotline, nearly 24 people per minute are physically mm. abused by an intimate partner in the United States. 
Every year, more than 12 million men and women in the U.S. are subjected to domestic violence. Nearly one in three women and one in four men have experienced severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. In 15 states, more than 40% of all homicides of women in each state involved an intimate partner violence. And 85% of domestic violence victims are women. And 20%, 28% of those families were homeless because of domestic violence. I mean, if you look and we dig deeper into statistics, approximately 5 million children are exposed to domestic violence every year. Children exposed are more likely to attempt suicide, abuse drugs and alcohol, run away from home, engage in teenage prostitution, and commit sexual assault crimes. So let's just take it one step further. 4% mm -hmm. of high school students reported being hit, slapped, or physically hurt on purpose by their boyfriend or girlfriend in the last 12 months. And that statistic blows me away because yeah. they aren't even out of high school and right. this is happening. So there's patterns that are happening that are going to take them into that. You know, we talked, yeah, mm -hmm. we talked about your past ruining your presence. Right. You know, that's a lot of what's happening here. Right. So, so yeah, let's get into this. <clears throat> so, um, so if any of you have read my book, Unmothered, it does describe in detail the things I've witnessed as a child and how I took care of my mom in her um, abusive life over and over and over. And, you know, reading those statistics about uh, children being exposed, yeah. you know, I, I can look at those and say, yep, I attempted suicide at one point. Yep, I abused drugs and alcohol. I ran away from home. Mm. I engaged in um, premarital sex mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And just all of those things because it, it's the escape route. Like right. you, you are traumatized and damaged as a child and it leads to some really um horrific things that you start doing to your own self to numb out right um so i'm really passionate mm -hmm. about this subject because um i have seen so much growing up and i get really upset when i see yeah. this kind of behavior in public i've actually my kids have had to talk me off the ledge i i've watched people start being over the like in a in a in an out burger like right. i've seen dads that just like just start even with their children like grabbing their arms and just like telling them how disgusting they are and all that and i do the stare down <laughs> and i'm ready to go over and just defend that child and my kids are like mom stop it ignore it and i can't because it's a trigger for me because as a child i wasn't allowed to use my voice and i would witness men beating on my mother mm. and you know, I don't know how to explain that from someone who's never seen that. It is the most horrific thing. You are helpless. Well, and I think it's very different than, you know, I mean, obviously, like, hello, we're a Latina family over here. We're a Latin family. We, when we get mad, sometimes the vocals get a little, hi, Jason has been exactly. guilty of yelling, but nowhere near, like, physical abuse. It's the difference. Yes, it, there's and a we're going to talk there's a about big difference. There's a yes. big difference. And so... um so I'm probably the worst person to be out in public when I see a man like grab a woman yeah. and scratch, you know, because I would probably jump in before the cops got there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the defender. Yeah. And so I, um, it was very important for me that when I actually did find, uh, my husband that he had to not have any of that kind of issue in his life. Um, I, I, 
It was the one, I will say, even as a non-Christian, it was my moral compass. You could cheat on me. You could lie to me. You could do whatever, but you could never touch me. Mm -hmm. The second you touch me, my fists were like, I will beat you down and I will never be a part of your life again. Mm -hmm. So I was spared that. But as we've talked in other episodes, there's different kinds of abuses. Mm -hmm. But this abuse, I will say never stops and gets worse Mm -hmm. if not treated. And I would dare say once it happens, I would tell that woman to get out. Right. Because until and unless that person gets deep, deep, deep help, the chances of it happening again are a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Like they're just going to, they're going to come to you, bring you flowers, cry, get on their knees, beg, you know, never going to happen again. It's never going to happen again. I don't know what, you know, you, and then you, if you wouldn't do this, then I wouldn't get to that place. Mm -hmm. Like there's all these different types of things. So I think what you just said earlier, you're from a Latino family, right? Same with that. Like us or Portuguese, like Italian, we're loud. We, we get heated, but, and there, and there are times, and I will just say, probably less than a handful of times in 30 years where my husband has completely lost it. Right. He's thrown a phone or he's, you know, ripped a shirt. Sorry, honey. He's like ripped a shirt or he's, he's just like he's raged because of a certain thing. And we almost, it's so out of character. We almost start laughing at the moment because he looks so ridiculous, but we know like he's reached a limit. Right. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that because I do feel like, you know, we're talking like physical abuse where you're, I mean, if faces are bruised and battered and arms are, you know, like just mangled because you make somebody's just beat you up, like right. they beat the living daylights out. Or of you. even starting where I will say, even there are signs before that. Yes, absolutely. So, so even before that. So here's the thing: when you're dating someone, and this is why I tell young girls, you know, please don't look at somebody four months down the road and think that you know who they are mm-hmm. because their true colors come out a year, two years. And, and there have been moments when women have dated someone for five years, gotten married, and the night of their wedding, that guy yeah. beat them up, and they had no idea. There was nothing up until that moment. I actually had a, had a really good girlfriend I grew up with, and her daughter, I mean, had this beautiful, gorgeous wedding in this beautiful place. And um, she not too long ago posted on social media that she had married this guy that she, I believe he was her high school sweetheart. I might be wrong about that, but they had dated a while. Yeah. And um, right after they got married, the domestic abuse started to happen. And, you know, I just commented back and I'm like, you are so brave for talking about it right here and just being honest about it. Because I do believe there's a difference when you're, when you're, you know, as transparent as you can be, like you obviously don't want to. To, to cause that other person so much rage, but I, she had gotten, she had been out of it for about a year mm-hmm. and she decided mm-hmm. that I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And I think our biggest problem as women, and I speak to young women, especially is that we're too embarrassed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we don't. And then it happens to other people. It's and, shameful. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get the shame behind mm-hmm. it, but if we don't start talking about it and standing up and well, saying, this is dying. not acceptable. Women are dying. Yeah, this and is that's not acceptable. the bottom line. So the, the, the red flags I would say are twofold. 
So, you know, in a household where you're verbally like loud and stuff, that's completely different. Um, But here's a couple of red flags. So red flags are situations where, and this is where I always tell the girls, like you have to get to know. So I say, you have to see someone sick, mad, (laughs) stressed out, um, you know, just in different, yeah, just in different situations Mm -hmm. where you're, it's not the norm. Like you're not going out on a Friday night and it's flowers and roses and dinner. We're not on The Bachelor. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and so you want to see all those different emotions. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing, how does he handle stress? How does he handle unfairness? How does he handle, um, the perfect example, football game, Mm -hmm. you lose a football game. It's one thing to get like passionate about it and upset, but do you start throwing things? Do you start punching a wall out? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like, yeah, the first time a guy punches a wall out, it's like, Oh, leave him. But if it's a pattern, okay. Like there's walls in the house that are being punched out doors. Things are coming off the hinges. He's broken 10 phones. Right. So this is the thing. It's not towards you all the time. Mm -hmm. It starts with things. Okay. If he's destroying property, if every time you see, uh, somebody says something wrong and you see his face turning red or you see his anger, like rising up really easily Mm -hmm. just from the unrighteousness, like he feels he deserves something a certain way and it's not being handed to him in that certain way. That's a red flag. Here's the opposite. Just like you said, this girl dated this guy for a long time. There were no signs. Okay. To me, that's a red flag of like, was he one note? Right. Was, was he, he always, always calm? Yeah. You never saw him upset. To me, that's, that's a problem. That is a great point because I do feel like sometimes, you know, um, people aren't real transparent with their emotions. I am a big believer in it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be mad. It's mm-hmm. okay to have resentment. Not forever, for a moment. Mm-hmm. Work through those feelings. Get mm-hmm. it. We all feel those things. Like we all get angry. You all lose your temper. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens. But but if they're not expressing any emotion, right. to me, that's a they're really too big controlled. issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, he's always happy. Oh, mm-hmm. he's always calm. No, he's really not. There's yeah. a boiling point mm-hmm. in there. And the other thing too is. It's one thing to be mad at a situation, but like I'll say in the 30 years we've been married, you know, Mike and I made a pact that we would never call each other names Mm -hmm. and also that we would never come at each other Mm -hmm. with things. So if, if someone is accusing you of something, they're blaming you because the dinner's burnt, right? You know, they're blaming you because you're late and now their whole schedule's thrown off. Mm -hmm. And they start that kind of a thing. Like, right. if it wasn't for you doing this, mm-hmm. I would be perfect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now it's your responsibility. Right. So that's another red flag is like, is he coming at you with complaints and things saying, if you would only change and do this, right. I, would, I wouldn't I would be angry. Mm-hmm. I would be calm. Yeah, they're projecting projecting every emotion that's bad on you. Yeah. So, and then the reasons why women stay, and I know this as a fact from my mom, is um, financially, you know, she's thinking, well, it's better, you know, if I I have someone taking care of my kids, even though it's like I'm getting (laughs) the beatings Mm -hmm. from it. It was a a double-income family and um, one of the things that stuck out with me when you were telling me the story about this woman we saw recently was 
she had a very viable job. Mm -hmm. She met this person and all of a sudden he's telling her, oh, you can retire. And oh, by the way, let's move you out of state. Mm -hmm. Let's move far away, but also quit your job. Isolation, right? Mm -hmm. They take you away from your family. They take you away from your friends. He just made her retire. She has no income. So now she's like, where do I go? What do I do? I have no money. That's exactly, that's grooming. So be weary of someone who's saying, I'm just going to take care of you 100%. You don't have to do a thing. Yeah. So that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you like to work and you want to work and he's demanding you don't, that's a red flag. Right. Why are you taking me far away? And then why are you saying now I can't work on top mm-hmm. of that? There are issues with that. Also, I would look back a lot of times, you don't know what their family life is like before. Mm-hmm. So... Um, If there's someone who's like, oh, I don't really have a family. Oh, I don't. So there's this whole mystery around him, right? You don't know. You you don't have a chance to talk to his sister or his mom or his dad and say like, he's holding he's holding secrets. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. he may. Well, he's probably estranged from them because you know they know what he's like and what he's about. So um, so women will make excuses because. Like we said earlier, there's shame involved. It's embarrassing, especially if they've taken you away from everything and you have nothing. To ask for help is a huge, huge thing. And I think ultimately, though, people people do want to help. Like when you're in a place like that, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors that go into why people don't leave. I mean, I think one of them is just... Scared for their own life, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you just don't well, they've know. They've been threatened that if they leave, it will get worse, yeah. which it absolutely does sometimes. Right. So there is a truth in that. Right. That and you if just don't they know find how you, crazy they are, yeah, right? I mean, they, you look at like some of the cases, like, um, oh, uh, who was the guy? Uh, Peterson, Scott Peterson, mm-hmm. you know, and that case was just crazy like you living think, a double life man he and, was still living yeah. this crazy double i mean it's you know you you see these tv shows right, right. because i i've never experienced domestic violence firsthand but i will say like you watch these shows and like i'm a big crime documentary kind of a person mm-hmm. and so and you think no way and then it happens to somebody mm-hmm. you know and you're just like this just can't be yeah. like this cannot be happening and like, let me be clear like these women aren't stupid right so you can't just be like they're so stupid yeah. why didn't they you you don't understand the psychological things that are right. going on. These men are groomers, right. and they know exactly the pattern, and they pick women. They know who, who to pinpoint. Are, yes. yes, they absolutely because of do. Very, but I will say, even a confident woman, if somebody is too um, too in the box, structured. That's also someone they could pick because right. you won't go outside the box, right? So you you're so proud. Mm-hmm. And everything's so perfect in your life, yeah. and all of a sudden you're in this chaotic mess. Right. So it's twofold. There's women who are very desperate that will do anything to keep a man, and then there's women who are very controlled and self-controlled, and they don't want to show weakness. Right. So if they actually say, like, this person is abusing me, it's so out of the norm of what anyone would right. think Right, the, because they're strong women. I mean, that's like that show Dirty John. Exactly. I mean, she was this... She was successful, successful woman, but personally, she was very, um, I would say weak in that, in her decision-making because she loved love. Yeah. So these women are very loving. I mean, they're not, um, 
they're not stupid. And I they're think not that's what every na- woman they're has. naive. Yeah. But they're not um, you know, they're they're not without education. Right. You can't you know, you it's it's very complex and and I think the men that that know like I've seen enough of it to know like they really know who to pick. Right. To Well, really... especially like, you know, with with you know, you think, oh, well that happens to you kind of want to put domestic violence in a box like mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen to this demographic or it doesn't happen or you know, you have to be poor for it to happen or right. you know, you have to be uh, you know, a woman who's broken for it to happen, yeah. but I don't I don't believe that. I mean, you all of us have a weaknesses. Yeah. And all it takes is that one, you being lonely and that one person to come in and tell you all the right things. Yeah. And or just being insecure in your own self. Yeah, absolutely. Because I will say, you know, I did think growing up poor, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, these are just... This is what happens, <laughs> right? We're, yeah. we're kind of white trash. Right. Like, <laughs> we beat each other yeah. up and, you know, right. live in an apartment building and we're on welfare and we're just... This is what we do is mm-hmm. we beat the crap out of right. each other. But as I grew up and I came into money, you know, and meeting people with money, I saw abuse in some, like... Um, like, I'd walk into these houses that were... Beyond my scope right. of what I, how I thought people lived. And my mouth is open like, oh my gosh, like right. this person has everything. And I, I, well, I remember this one story. I watched this woman like just obsessively clean the whole time I was there. Um, it was during a time when I was selling kitchen tools and I was there to do a home party and I was going to cook for these women and show them these tools and everything. And she was following me with a sponge, like as I was preparing and I thought, what is going on? Like, this is really bizarre. Right. And she had this nervous energy that I could feel. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, something is off in this house. And she made these comments that her husband did not like a messy house. And I was like, well, we're just cutting a couple of veggies on the cutting board. (laughs) Promise I'll clean my clothes Threw a little bit of flour on something and a spot of flour landed off the cutting board. And she was right there like wiping it. And I thought, oh boy, there's something something really bad is going on. And I did find out later there was some abuse going on. And I thought, well, there's more than some abuse going on, but you know, it, it ha- it's not prejudice. No, it's <laughs> it, not. It is for like anyone you you cannot pinpoint who you think is being abused, but I will tell you if you find out who is being abused, you absolutely need to step in and at least offer some, some help. help and some assistance. Um yeah. I think being silent is the worst thing because I think and you can't be pushy about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, be gentle and say like, hey, you okay? Yeah. Because if you're not okay, like I have some resources for you. Right. And there's so many resources out there. And I think a lot of times people are fearful to use them, you know, and mm-hmm. and I will say, um, I think, I don't know, I think just reading the statistics of high school students. I wanted to put that in there. Yeah. Abused because I think that's I feel the other like, thing. Yeah. I feel like. If we can catch it right Mm -hmm. now, girls, if we can catch this before you end up down the road married to some guy who is not good for you, like, you know, you you deserve more. You deserve, you deserve to be respected. You deserve to not be shoved and not be demeaned. And Mm -hmm. I think in an episode or two back, we talked even about 
the um, emotional abuse that you mm-hmm. and I have both suffered. I, I don't really think I ever, um, even though I was pretty much emotionally abused by the two boyfriends that mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe once grabbed my arm, but it was nothing like where it was, I mean, but it could have, but it could have, it could have gotten to it's that It's the point. same with me. Yeah. The yeah, first time he pushed was... me, I was like, kind of shoved him up against right. the wall a little too hard, but yeah. I let him know in no uncertain terms. But yeah. at that moment I said, we were done. Cause we had already been emotionally abusive to each other. Right. And what's the next step? Yeah. Physical. Yeah. And high school, I, I'm just going to say, moms, I know you think it's a rite of passage that girls should have boyfriends in high school. I don't believe yeah, in I that. I and I think that when you, you have girls that are perfectionists and they want the perfect relationship, or maybe they've seen you marry your high school sweetheart and they think, you know, well, this is the guy for me. And all of a sudden this guy turns ugly. They can't tell you because they are in the box mm-hmm. and... You know, they want to be the perfect child and have the perfect relationship and they will cover it up, which is happening. And you can see from those statistics, it is happening. And I will say, not just girls, boys are being abused too. So I don't want to make this just a girl uh, domestic violence thing. There are men that are being abused by women that are way out of control. Right. And um, and they all need help. We all need help. So just look for those signs. If you see your daughter or your son kind of cowering or changing their demeanor when they're around yeah. that, that boyfriend or girlfriend, I would start asking a little bit more questions. And I think we, as parents, we have to be observant. And I know mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard because with teens, it's really hard to yeah, gauge. They don't tell you anything. Yeah, they don't tell you anything. <laughs> but, you know, they, it's hard to gauge it. Yeah. But I will tell you, like, you know, my, you know, Nina said it so beautifully on mm-hmm. our mother daughter episode where mm-hmm. she said, I wish you wouldn't have let me date. Mm-hmm. And, as a mom, and I would like back, to do a, pod, a podcast with her to go a little, if she's yeah, willing to go yeah. a little deeper mm-hmm. with that story, because I think that that's important for people to hear that even in good homes, people, yeah. it happens and you are not tied to one person the rest of your life just because you've kissed them, yeah. slept with them. Right. You know, I, right. I'm just being real. Like if you, right. if you've had premarital sex and you think, oh my gosh, I'm a well, Christian now girl and I got to marry this yeah. guy. Nope. No, you don't. Nope. And if that person is abusing mm-hmm. you even more so, no, you do not. Yeah. And God will still bless your union the next time yes. around if you, because it's going to make you smarter. And I think that when, you know, girls walk through that in high school, if you can come out the other side, that lesson learned is huge and then you can go on to help other people before that happens. And those are real conversations that a lot of Christian people aren't happening. They're not having because I mean, they think mm-hmm. that, first of all, they think their kids are abstinent. Yeah. I'm just here to tell you a lot of them aren't. Yeah. And and I'm telling you that because I'm hearing those stories right. from other kids well, in the church. So please don't put a covering. We all want our kids to be the best they can be, but please don't put a covering of, well, my kid goes to a Christian school. My and kid goes to church. They're yeah, involved in everything. Oh, yeah. they would never. Yes, they are. Because you know what? This happens in church too. You don't so think much. that there's abuse. Yeah abuse that is so happening much. for people that go to church just because you love Jesus doesn't mean that this this you know people, we don't live in we live in a sinful world yeah. we live in a world that is broken and people have problems and people when they're not getting answers to those problems they take it out on other people That's, that is why I am such a proponent of 
seeking counsel. Like mm-hmm. I know for a long time, if you were going to a counselor, people thought, oh, what's wrong with her? She's a little cuckoo crazy. But oh, I don't we even, are all cuckoo crazy. Yeah, we are. We all have our stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when you go to, I mean, I still actively see my counselor. Mm-hmm. I adore him and love him because I get to go there and say how I'm feeling, go through my mm-hmm. set of emotions and like, am I, what can I do better? Like to me, a counseling is about how are you going to be better? Exactly. You know, you don't go to counseling so that your yeah. counselor can tell you everything you want to hear, you right. know, and I always crack up because my dad is a counselor, you know, and I always tell people, oh, we either love him or hate him because he's going to tell you exactly, he's going to tell you exactly what you don't yeah, want to hear. You might, and you either, might not want his answer. Yeah. And you either <laughs> accept it and choose yeah. to be a better person right. or you live in your pain and continue to repeat mistakes. And I, and I get so passionate about this because I'm like, people, wake up. You need, you, you want to be a better person. You want to have a better life. You want to live a better life. Then start working on yourself. It starts with you. You can't start blaming everyone around you. Oh, well, he beat me. Well, he's mean to me. Well, he doesn't talk. Well, what, what can you do about that? Because start with you. And the second you start with you, then you're going to be a completely different person. So I don't know. I got off on a tangent there, but I just felt (laughs) a little passionate about that. I was like, I'm going (laughs) to preach people. Don't get me started. Uh. Um, Well, we have some great resources for you. We want to share these with you. Um, Again, if you have a friend out there that needs help, Mm -hmm. reach out, you know, Mm -hmm. reach out to them, help them be gentle with them and listen, listen to them. If you're seeing signs. And if you need to take them in, take them in, but we do have resources locally. Mm -hmm. I know. um, I'm going to let you talk about community solutions. Community solutions. They didn't even know I was doing this, but I, I, just have to give kudos to Community Solutions. I've been a volunteer um, with different things, uh, fundraisers that they've put on and stuff over the years. And um, I'm so passionate about uh, this place. They actually help families, which I think is super important. It's not just the one person a lot of times, but they do have um, a safe house for domestic abuse. So if you call their hotline, their number, they will definitely get you help if it's an emergency. But if it's something where there's a struggle in the family and you see it heading that way, they can also, they have therapists there that are amazing. The stories that come out of there are no less than spectacular. They also deal with uh, sex trafficking. So I recommend Community Solutions all the time to people. And that number is one eight seven seven. 363-7238. They will help you. They will help your family in whatever resources you need. Um, and there's so they, many free resources out there or yes. um, graded, you know, skip pay scale um, resources out there for you. So if you're struggling financially and you're like, well, I just can't afford to see a counselor. I can't afford. There are a ton of resources out there. And so you just have to ask for them. Right. I mean, there are so many people that are There's willing a lot to help. of sponsorships mm-hmm. that they'll do. And that's part of our fundraising is we will help pay for those services. So you don't even have to worry about the money end of it. They will find a place, a safe place for you to stay. They will Um, help you with the counseling and, you know, get you back. Because also, like, 
we don't want the men to continue. A lot of that comes from childhood and we don't want them to continue that generational dysfunction of, um, you know, hurting other women or children or any, you know, because it could spread to the children. So, um, we want help for them too, so that they can get the help they need, but we want to keep people safe. Yeah, for sure. And the last um, number we want to give you is for the national domestic violence hotline, which is 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. So thank you so much for joining us today. I know this was a heavy topic, but you know, we like to, we like to bring up topics that, um, that are not always, you know, this isn't always like a fun, you know, uplifting, you know, show all the time. We're not always fun people. We're not always fun. (laughs) No, but I just, you know, I do think that it's important to address these issues because these are things people don't want to talk about. And the more and more Phyllis and I are out there talking to Mm -hmm. different listeners or reading, um, or things that fall in our lap or we just look, we called each other. We're like, what What? we need to do. We have to do an episode on this. So Thank you so much for listening today. We are so grateful for our 24 Karat Tribe. And of course, we want you to like and share and review. We really appreciate any review you can give us on the podcast. Go follow us on 24 Karat Conversations on our Instagram. We are always on there trying to post stuff um, to uplift you and give you some motivation for your week. And until next time, people, sparkle on. Bye, peace. Bye.